Hello everyone and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, Yombro Greg B, and today it is chapter 151, but more importantly, it is part 5 of the 2020-2021 Movie Ranks Countdown. If you've missed parts 1 through 4, you should probably stop listening right now and go watch, go listen to those. Go check those out. And how can you find them? Well, you can head on over to razorvader.blogspot.com or you can subscribe um, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you can find them. And while you do that, subscribe and you know give a nice review or five stars or however it works, a like, a share, all that stuff on whatever platform you're using, however it works, do that. But also, if you want to just talk and say hi, um, you can check out the Instagram and Twitter and let me know what you think of my list so far or what your list might be um, also on the Facebook. So One Man Renegade on Instagram and Twitter. One Man Renegade podcast uh, page on Facebook. It's a good way to do that. Also, go on over to, uh, you know, YouTube and check out the YouTube channel, One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm posting videos every day over there. That's fun stuff. Subscribe, like, and share over there. All right. So now, today, we're we're on to part five. So we're going to do uh, movies number 30 through 21. Uh, and again, before we start, and I, forget, I forgot to say this the last couple times, and again, if you haven't listened to those ones, go check those out and then come back. All right, you ready? You're all caught up? Cool. There are going to be some spoilers, so a little bit of spoiler warning. Um, I'm, I try not to ruin the movies totally. I'm not trying not to ruin, uh, spoil the movies completely, but there are definitely going to be some spoilers as I talk about some of the plot points in, in the movies themselves. Um, so yeah, just uh, be aware of that. Um, again, I will try not to ruin any twists or in, you know, the endings of movies or anything like that, but, you know, sometimes they just slip and I have to say, say them, or, you know, sometimes I might say something I don't think maybe is the spoiler, but some people might think it would be, but I don't know, whatever, it's fine, let's go. Number 30, this was a Sony movie, it came out January 17th of 2020, uh, it made $62 million, um, uh, opening weekend, a hundred and uh, sorry, two hundred and six uh, domestically, and uh, four hundred twenty-six worldwide. I believe, and I could be wrong, but let me double check real quick. But I believe this was actually the number one uh, make uh, grossing film of the year. I mean, obviously, a weird year for twenty twenty. A weird year, like clearly not not wouldn't have been in a normal situation, but because it, of when it came out. Um, uh, it, uh, it was the number one movie of the year, uh, in terms of, uh, box office. Yes, it, it was, which is weird, but, um, I mean, I don't know. It just is what it is. And it's the timing of the, when the movie came out, but it, uh, got 77% on Rotten Tomato, 59 on Metacritic, 6.6 on IMDb. Hey, cinema score. And I actually did see this one in the theaters. So, uh, this was. Uh, bad boys for life. Okay. So my issues are, you know, I, without even going into the movie itself, I have issues with the name of the movie, given that it's bad boys for life. Now I get the idea of the bad boys for life. I, I know where the, I know where the name comes from, but it's the third movie. Why would you save bad boys for life for the fourth movie? Since they're probably going to do one. Let's be honest. Um, I don't know. It just seems like they could have called this something to do with three or just Bad Boys 3 maybe would have been a good idea. Now, this is the first Bad Boys that wasn't directed by Michael Bay. But Michael Bay is in the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. It's It's been a while since I actually saw it. 
So I was like, when I was doing my list, I'm like, oh man, I don't even totally really remember this movie. But uh, I mean, it's Bad Boys, so it's it is what it is. Uh, it's an action film. If you've seen the first two Bad Boys, you kind of know what to expect. Is it great? No. Is it fun? Yeah. You got Will Smith and Martin Lawrence doing their thing. Um, shooting bad guys. Getting in trouble for shooting bad guys. Saying, you know, saying stupid things to each other. Singing the Bad Boys, Bad Boys, What You Gonna Do song. Um, yeah, that's Bad Boys. I don't know. Bad Boys for Life. Uh, I mean, it's end up number 30. I was just like, yeah, I was, I had a good time. It was fine. Um, you know, I started in theaters and again, seeing a movie in a theater versus, you know, as, you know, it's been a while since I saw a movie in theater, but, you know, just the, the fact that going to the theater and seeing it as opposed to just, you know, clicking on a button and watching it, it definitely, it definitely makes a difference. It definitely makes a difference. I will, I will say that. Um, and I didn't see a lot of movies in theaters last year and I will admit that, but, um, uh, I was, there was little bias, bias to, to the movies that I did see in the theaters as we'll get, you know, as we go along in this list, um, outside of the grudge, which was, yeah, just a, not a good movie. That was, I, I was trying to think there've been any movies I actually saw in theaters already in the list. Yeah. The grudge was early on. I did see that in the theaters, but that just wasn't a good movie. Um, but yeah, so bad boys for life. That's, uh, my number uh, 30. So let's move on to number 29. This is an A24 movie. It came out uh, February 12th of this year, 2021. Uh, it made $193,000 opening weekend, 2.1 so far in the theaters. You know, obviously, I think it's still in the theaters. Uh, and 10.4 million worldwide. It's got 98% on Rotten Tomatoes, 89 Metacritic, 7.6. IMDb. I did not see it in the theaters. It does not have a cinema score because it had a limited release. And it is our first Oscar-nominated film on the list. And I did mention at the end of the last episode, last chapter, I this is the first time I've ever since... My, let, let me rephrase that. This is the first time in the movie ranks that I think I watched all the Oscar-nominated movies before... The Oscars, or at least before I did my list, I think there were some years where I'd already done my list and done, done, and then watched the ones. I don't know. I can't remember. But either way, I did watch all eight nominated films, uh, and this is the first one on the list. And so it's the least, the one I like the least, um, and it's Minari. Um, so my issues with this movie. And I know it's a semi-biographical movie, so like, okay, cool, whatever, I get it. And, and, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, the, you know, person, uh, wrote and directed it, semi-biographical, and that's cool and all, and like, it's not like it's a bad shot movie, or like a bad acted movie, or anything like that, but it's just a fact of, do I care you know, you know what I mean? Because that's an issue I have with some of these Oscar nominated movies. Or some of these art already arty movies that a lot of times get either nominated or that's what they're going for. They're trying to get an Oscar nomination. And it's like, oh, let's do an arty arty film and blah 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 and whatever. And people are gonna love it because it's, you know, an art film and you know it's it's about someone's life and blah 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 and you know, whatever. And you know, sometimes I just feel like that doesn't make it a that doesn't make it a good movie. 
it's not an interesting movie. So this movie, uh, the plot is that there's this Korean family that was living in California and, you know, whatever, decided to move to Arkansas to start up this farm. Like, I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, this was the last of the Oscar nominated movies I watched because I just, the plot of it was just like, what? That sounds boring as all hell. Um, I mean, cool. It's, I mean, it's a Korean film and it's set in the eighties. So it's like, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, why? It's like, okay, I guess so they don't have cell phones and internet. That just seems to be the way they, they do things. I mean, I get it. It's probably set in the eighties cause that's when it actually happened. But again, you know, if you if you're just walking into it and you don't realize it's a semi biographical movie, then it just, you're taking it, taking it in as just a movie. It's like, well, why? Like, there's no, like, real reason why it had to be set in the 80s. Like, there's nothing there. Kid drinks Mountain Dew out of, like, a glass bottle. Like, does that make it 80s? Like, I, I don't know. Um, So, yeah. So, it, you know, it's about... The whole, you know, whole thing is, like, the, the Korean film adjusting to Arkans, living in Arkansas. I'm trying to get this uh, farm up and going. Uh, but then the grandmother comes and she gets sick and then they're trying to care for the grandmothers at the same time they're still working with chickens for whatever reason um a lot of subtitles so if you're not totally paying attention you might miss some subtitles because i know i sure did i was like wait what happened um so yeah i mean i i don't know it just it just seems like this is getting nominated because of what it's about more than it's actually a good movie it's like oh that's so cool and no, oh, it's her struggles with her growing up and being in the our 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 he. Wait, I'm not. No, sorry. I mean, it's it's the it's the boy's story. So the, all right, whatever. I I got it confused. So the so uh, the it's the the boy the boy in the film's life. I think I don't know that directed it. I think that's that. I don't know. I guess I should have figured that. But yeah. So anyways, this is his story. Blah, blah, blah. Fine. Whatever. But I just like, I don't know. I, I, if I made a movie about like my life, I just don't know that that's interesting enough for like a film, you know, without it being, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a movie. Like, I, I just, I, I just don't know. Like, uh, I don't know. I just, it, it was kind of boring. I mean, I don't know. I just... Trying to be entertained as opposed to like someone telling me their story of their life. It's like, okay, you lived on a farm. Okay, cool. Um, your grandmother got sick. That That's too bad. I'm sorry. Bye, grandmother. Um, I don't know. It's just, I, but uh, does it need to be a movie? I don't know. I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> but anyways. All right, let's move on. Um, number 28. Uh, this movie came out uh, last uh July, July 10th, it was briefly in theaters or whatever. Uh, $52,000 opening weekend uh, made $139,000 uh, domestic, $242,000 um, worldwide. 78% uh, Rotten Tomato, 67 Metacritic, 6.3 IMDb. Uh, I didn't see it in theaters and it didn't have a cinema score. Um, but uh, it's called Archive. Okay, so this was an interesting little movie. It's like a, kind of like a not too distant future, very, very uh, Black Mirror ish type of thing. So basically, the plot of this movie is that um, 
this guy's living in this like bunker working for this like company trying to like um I forget what he's trying to do specifically within this bunker but um you know he's got a job and he's got to do these things and, and whatever in this bunker he's working for his company and um and then um uh but so his wife had passed away and that's why he took this job he went went into this bunker because his wife had passed away but then within that he's trying to recreate his wife and he's building these robots and he's got a few different versions that he's made and he's but it's because he has this there's this like new system or there's 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 a there's like a um there's a program or like a a service you can sign up for where it downloaded your your you know your wife passed away but it downloaded her kind of like memories and stuff into this program and you can still kind of talk to her but it only lasts for so long so he's trying to get these kind of thoughts and process off of her into a robot that he's making so they can have like a robot wife i guess so that's the plot and but meanwhile he's still trying to like do this all this stuff for the company and then they're kind of getting suspicious that he's doing some stuff that he shouldn't be doing and uh you know so there's a lot of back and forth with there um so it's kind of an interesting black mirror type thing because it's happening in the future not too distant future of technology stuff that you know may or may not be able to happen some way down the line and there's kind of backfires and stuff um with some stuff um because then the robots start getting jealous of each other uh but then there's a huge twist at the end and i don't want to spoil it but um yeah pretty good pretty good solid sci-fi movie uh you know again if you like black mirror type stuff it, it kind of falls in line with that so i definitely recommend it uh, so yeah, archive. I don't. I think it's on Amazon or Hulu, something like that. Uh, maybe uh, it might still be. I might not be. I might somewhere else. I don't know. Either way, check it out. Archive. All right. Next up, uh, number thirty. Uh, sorry, number twenty-seven. Uh, this is an IFC film. Came out last uh, July third. It was in theaters. Made one hundred ninety-two thousand opening weekend. One, a little bit over one million domestically, and a little uh, two point two million worldwide. These numbers are so small when you look at like the box office numbers compared to other years. It's just so weird. I, I know, I, and I know why, obviously, because of the pandemic. But it's just so funny to be reading up these numbers. Ninety-two uh, percent on Rotten Tomato, seventy-seven on uh, Metacritic, six IMDb. Didn't have a cinema score, and I did not see in theaters. And it is called Relic. Um, so uh, okay, so this movie. It was an interesting movie. So basically, the plot is the um, there's this woman whose mom kind of has some episodes. Is living in this house and has some episodes. So she goes to like kind of take care of her mom, um, and like she's acting really sporadic and 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 stuff. And then she brings her daughter in there, and they're kind of trying trying to care for the grandmother and kind of take uh, you know kind of take care of the house. But like, there's this weird like other house that's like set in, the, in like the backyard. It's like a, a kind of like a not a guest house, but like sort of like a maintenance house. I don't know what exactly. I forget what it is. But like, oh, they're not supposed to go in there. I don't go over there. But like something's in there, and like, and then weird stuff starts happening, and all of a sudden the house kind of takes on this new form of itself, and all of a sudden these rooms kind of like you should have left. There's these rooms that didn't exist before, but now there's more rooms, and they keep on finding the stuff in all these rooms, and kind of, 
don't know, the house kind of takes over and there's like these spirits and stuff. It, you know, it's a pretty, pretty decent horror film. Um, Relic, uh, you know, so it kind of deals with, you know, so it's more so like the house is haunted kind of deal. Uh, haunted house situation sort of thing. Like, but the mom, the mother, like the grandmother's kind of like got something going on too. Uh, but then there's backstory and there's reasons and reasoning for some of it and to, to kind of, you know, unravel all the, all the stuff that's going on. And meanwhile, the house keeps changing and stuff. Um, so yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, pretty decent horror film, uh, thriller, horror film, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah, Relic, uh, check it out. I don't remember what it's on. It's on something. I have watched it on something. I don't remember what it was. But IFC. Um, so that's number 27. All right, moving on. Number 26. Um, uh, this is a CBS film. It was actually one of the first, if not the first film that was on CBS um, All Access, which is now Paramount+. Plus. Um, it came out last uh, September, September 23rd. Obviously, it wasn't in theaters, so no box office numbers. 83% Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't have a Metacritic score. 7 IMDb. Um, and, uh, didn't see it in theaters, obviously didn't have a cinema score. Uh, it is Console Wars, so it's a documentary. I always don't know where to put documentaries on my list, because it's like, well, it's a documentary, it's not really a movie. I mean, it is a movie, but it's like a doc. it's like, I don't know. It, it always feels weird putting documentaries in, into my list, and I always never know where to put them, so I just threw this one in at 28, because the Console Wars, uh, obviously deals with Sony, and, uh, sorry, not Sony, they do mention Sony. I'm Sega and Nintendo in the in the uh, Sega Genesis for Super Nintendo console wars of the 90s and kind of that whole thing and what led to it and then kind of sort of the aftermath after it. Um, you know, I mean, there was nothing in this film per se that was news to me. Like a lot of the stuff I had seen in other kind of stories and and, and you know articles and, and read articles and and kind of oh, also lived through it too. <laughs> I. You know, so growing up, I had a Genesis. I didn't have a Super Nintendo. I've actually never had a Super Nintendo. I do have some Super Nintendo games, but I only I can play them through uh, kind of clone systems and stuff. But I never, and I don't, and I've never had a Super Nintendo. So yell at me for that, what you will. But um, I owned a Genesis. I still own Genesis. I have like three Genesis for varying reasons. Um, but yeah, so growing up, I did have a Genesis. I don't have my original Genesis. I ended up selling it back um in the day for or trading it in for whatever which was dumb and i regret it and i have obviously you know not too long afterwards which now is a long time ago uh re-got everything or re-got uh some stuff i've more recently gotten stuff but anyway without that the film itself um again you know i liked it i enjoyed it it had uh, you know it t- they talked to a lot of people that i don't think they'd ever really talked to before in terms of kind of going over the history and stuff of what happened during this time frame. But a lot of the information wasn't super new. But it was kind of just new opinions and thoughts and kind of views as to what was going on at the time through you know, the people that were actually involved. So, you know, kind of interesting. You know, if you if you remember the console wars of the 90s uh, and want to check this out, definitely, um, you know, they, they gloss over a lot of stuff. It's, you know, it's not, it's, you know not even two hour movie. Um, I, I think this could have been better served as a, um, as a, as a, like a, a, a show, 
a mini series or whatever, kind of like how HBO did that whole series on the uh, McDonald's Monopoly game. I feel like this could have been a series of, of shows, maybe a six-part series or something like that, and cover a lot more aspects, aspects of the console wars that maybe they kind of glossed over or just didn't have time to do. Um, but, um, yeah, they did it as a movie, so I don't know. So there it is, number 26 uh, on my list. All right, moving on, number 25. This was a universal film. Came out, uh, uh, came out July 7th of 2020. Uh, not in box, not in theaters, no box office numbers. It's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, but again, I feel like that might just because not a lot of people reviewed it, and the people that did liked it, so it got, it's got 100%. 71, 71 uh, Metacritic, 7.9 IMDb, no cinema score, and I did not see it in theaters. And it is in rate number one, The Rise of Danny Trejo. So this is a documentary about Danny Trejo's life and kind of him coming up and becoming... Um, a uh, movie star and an action hero and all that sort of thing. You kind of delve into his early life, which was not exactly good. You know, he's kind of, he had a lot of brushes with the law and some bad stuff went down with his family and, and everything and kind of in and out of prison and stuff. And, you know, his family as well. Um, so to kind of learn about all that and his whole family and, and all that. And then how he got into into the movies business and how he got the, some of the some of the uh, roles he got and how they've kind of spawned and into his life of his own. And it's kind of, you know, he's kind of a cult hero nowadays. So, you know, it's an interesting film if you're not completely familiar with the background of Danny Trejo. Again, it's a documentary. So, again, I never know where to put documentaries on my on my list. But, um, yeah, if you're interested in Dan- learning more about Danny Trejo, definitely worth a watch. Um, and Machete um, and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, so... Check it out, uh, Danny Trejo. Um, so that's number 25. Moving on to number 24. Uh, this movie came out last October, October 30th, uh, on Netflix. Uh, so no box office numbers because it's Netflix. Um, it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Again, I don't know if that's because, you know, or what the reasoning is. I'm guessing it's just not a lot of people reviewed it and the people that did liked it. But I don't know. 100% is hard to do on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I feel like especially for, you know, large, you know, uh, wide releases, big time movies. So some of these lower end Netflix movies that people aren't maybe aware of or or whatever, a lot of times you'll see they get 100% and it's like, what? And then you look then you look on Rotten Tomatoes like, yeah, it was reviewed by six people and they all liked it. Okay, sure. Um, but 72% Metacritic, 6.5 on the IMDb. Uh, didn't see it in theaters because it wasn't in theaters and doesn't have a cinema score. And it's called His House. So horror film. Um, Netflix released it right before Halloween, so perfect, good, good bonus points for that. Um, so I'm trying to totally remember the plot of this movie. So basically, it was about these uh, refugees, I believe, from Africa. They're they're black. They come over, and they're trying to figure out what the, what's going to happen with them. What you know, what they do. Meanwhile, they the they whoever they're working with puts them up in this house. It's kind of a rundown house, um, but they're like, yeah, you guys can stay here, whatever, figure it out, go to, you know, do your work and go to work and do everything you're supposed to be doing, um, you know, as, as refugees or whatever, whatever the, whatever the reasoning was for them being there. I don't totally remember, but so they're, they're in this house and they're, you know, it's, it's kind of rundown. So they start trying to fix up the house, but all of a sudden this house is kind of 
It's got a mind of its own. You know what I'm saying? It's another haunted house movie. Yes, there is another haunted house movie. Uh, but yeah, so, but then there's like a spirit in the house that's trying to take over, um, over the, the people in the house and trying to learn, kind of learn the background of it, but it unravels and, and there's like these drawings and stuff on the wall and stuff kind of, kind of gets kind of put together and they realize, okay, this, some sort of stuff happened here. And then the people that are, then they start seeing things because the people that were in the house from before are, are there, but they're not there, but. Yeah, so it, it's kind of, it's got a bit of a us, um, or, you know, um, what was the other movie? Get Out kind of vibe to it. I don't know if Jordan Peele was involved with this at all, but it's got that kind of vibe to it. Um, and, um, yeah, so it's pretty good, uh, pretty solid. Um, yeah, it's on, um, IMDb. No, sorry. What am I saying? It's on Netflix. Um, yeah, his house, check it out. Uh, so that's my number, that's my, uh, number 24. All right, so moving on to number 23, uh, this was a neon movie. It came out, um, uh, July 31st. It was briefly in theaters. It, uh, made $84,000 opening weekend, 398000 uh, domestic, wasn't world, wasn't released outside of the United States, I guess. Um, 83% on Rotten Tomato, 80, Metacritic, 5.1 IMDb. Uh, there's no cinema score and I did not see it in theaters and it's called She Dies Tomorrow. This one, you know, this one I thought was going to be a little bit better than it was, but it was still pretty good. So basically the plot of this movie is that there's this woman that, um, gets i can't i can't i can't remember where it starts but basically like she's she there's this woman and she's seeing this guy but then they break up or they get divorced i think and then she comes back to like see him and she went on this like journey and then she finds out oh well she's sick and she's dying and she's gonna die tomorrow um that's what she comes so she kind of gives up and doesn't really care but then she runs into these other people and whenever she kind of tells people like she's gonna die then they get like infected with whatever and then they all think she's they're gonna die they see these visions and kind of freak out and then they think they're gonna die tomorrow and then everyone just it kind of spans and expands and expands and you know more people meet up and they're like wait a minute and then they yeah and everyone's trying to deal and like it's kind of it's kind of an interesting movie because it spans different stories kind of all at the same time but they kind of all you know kind of gravitate from the same sort of thing where there's this incident that happens and everyone kind of just thinks they're going to die tomorrow and they're kind of just living, you know, living life in kind of this dread of tomorrow. But at the same time, they're just being like, well, the last day, I'm going to die tomorrow. So everyone just kind of thinks they're going to die tomorrow. And it kind of just spreads. Now, I kind of thought it was going to be along the lines of like, um, um, it follows where like, I don't know. I, I don't know. The way the the way it's set up, it kind of sees but it, it ends up not really doing that. But it, it it's it's an interesting movie, kind of I mean, I don't wanna ruin it, but like it's it's weird how it kinda of plays out. But um yeah, she dies tomorrow, so I mean it's not the most uplifting film, I'll be quite honest I'll be honest with you, but uh a lot of these movies aren't really uplifting, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know, I mean twenty twenty you'd think uh I think yeah, you know. 
well, I mean, I guess when you were making the movies, they didn't know how 2020 was going to play out. But uh, given what we went through with 2020 and, and still going through now, you'd think you'd want some more uplifting films. But, uh, oh, well. All right, moving on. Uh, next up, we got 22. Um, and this is a kind of an uplifting film, I suppose. Uh, sort of. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's kind of... I don't, I don't want to ruin it. But uh, this movie, Disney film, came out uh, last February 21st, 2020. It was in theaters because it was before everything uh, went uh, down. Um, it made uh, $39 million opening weekend. $61 million domestic. $141 million, excuse me, worldwide. Um, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 661 on, um, no, sorry, reverse that, 62% Rotten Tomatoes, 50, 47, uh, IMDb, sorry, Metacritic 6.8, the IMDb, my, A- minus on, uh, cinema, cinema score, and I did not see in theaters. Wait, did I say the right mon- money? Yeah, I might have read the wrong line, the wrong line. 24 million opening weekend, 62 domestic, 110 worldwide. I don't know if that's what I said, but that's what it was. 62 Rotten Tomato, 47 Metacritic, 6.8. Hey, mind. Sorry. It's reading the wrong line there uh, for a minute. Uh, okay. It's Call of the Wild. So this one, this movie is about a dog. Yes, it's about a dog. Um, not a talking dog or anything like that, just a dog. Um... He's like CGI'd, which is kind of weird. It, you know, it's it's like we're at that weird point where it's like, all right, you need you you have a dog starring in a movie, and he's gonna do a lot of stuff that mm, a regular dog is probably not gonna be able to. You're not gonna be able to train a regular dog to be able to do. But you don't want to do cartoon, but you want to do it re- real life. But like we're at that point where like the the CGI is just so good, it's almost hard to tell. But it's just a little bit off, and it's like, yeah, you can tell. And especially since, you know, some of the things that the dog does, it's like, yeah, the regular dog is not, probably not going to do that. But it's like, where where was the line drawn where, like, it's like, all right, we can use a real dog for this film that we can train, or multiple real dogs or whatever, or just CGI the dog. So, like, I don't know where the crossover was, but for this one, they decided to do CGI. And it makes sense, given what, you know, ends up happening and whatever. But basically, it's the story of this dog that... Um, um, is supposed to, he gets trained as a sled dog, but then, um, you know, the, the owner of the sled gets lost or something. I don't remember, but he ends up getting saved. Um, and then there's other people try to buy the dogs and then, but then he befriends Harrison Ford and then Harrison Ford like finds him again later and like then takes him in. And then the story of what ends up happening with this dog and, I don't want to ruin it, but you know, the story of the dog. <laughs> so, uh, but it's also kind of the story of um, a bit more of Harrison Ford's. You know, it's 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 kind of weird because like, given the marketing of this film, I thought Harrison Ford was in this film more than he actually is. Because like the first half of the film, he's not really in it. He kind of shows up halfway through the film, or you know, some somewhat. And then the second half is you know, a lot more with him, but the first half it's like, whoa, wait, I thought Harrison Ford was in the movie. Uh, but the the movie is more about the dog than anything else, so that's fine. Uh, it's good. I mean, it's a nice family movie. If you're looking for a nice family movie, um, yeah, Call of the Wild. 
I want to say, even though it's a Disney movie. Wait, is this a Disney movie? Now I'm confused because th- I'm pretty sure I saw it on HBO Max. But it might have been one of those films that like already had a deal in place before. Yeah, because it's 20th Century Studios. So it may have already had a deal in place before the... the um, with HBO or whatever before the um, the sale went through with Fox, so that had a deal and has to be on HBO for a while, and eventually it'll probably end up on on Disney Plus. But um, yeah, Call of the Wild, my number twenty-two. All right, moving on to number twenty-one. It's a Disney, another Disney film. This one came out on. It's actually a Disney Disney film. Uh, this one came out on. Uh, March 6th of 2020, so it was briefly in theaters before everything got shut down. Made $39 million opening weekend, $61 million domestically. Uh, probably, obviously, would have made more had everything got shut down. $141 million worldwide. 88% on, Rot- on Rotten Tomatoes, 61 IMDb, 74, uh, 7.4 on, uh, sorry, 61 on Metacritic, 7.4 on IMDb. A- minus again, and cinema score, I did not see it in theaters. I watched it on Disney Plus, and it is Onward. Um, so yeah, Onward unfortunately fell in that weird time frame where it was right before everything got shut down. So I think it would have done a lot better numbers, and probably would have gotten a lot more uh, more noticed. I think if it had played out its full theatrical run. Uh, but then it came over to Disney Plus, and it probably had a little bump from Disney Plus. But um, pretty good film. I liked it. It stars Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. So uh, you know, Star Lord and Spider-Man, <laughs> as as brothers whose dad passed away, and then there's some magic that happens, and then they can bring their dad back, but something goes wrong, and it doesn't quite work. Um, so then they're trying to go on an adventure to figure out what how to fix it, and uh, you know, like all they they get mixed up in all the magical stuff going on, and then the mom, who Julie Lou Dreyfus, I think, plays the mom or the voice of the mom. I, pretty sure it was Julie Louis-Dreyfus and she's trying to like kind of find them and runs into these other people and then it's a search and a race and they're trying to get their dad back or you know whatever um pretty solid film I liked it uh you know strings it's it's Disney so you know a little bit of string pulling uh, heart heart strings pulling whatever whatever the phrase is pulls string (laughs) what am I trying to say um yeah, whatever that saying is that I can't think of. Something about strings and hearts and pulls pulls and stuff. <laughs> what is the saying? Oh no, I didn't pause it. Alright, I don't know what I was trying to say there. Pulls at the heartstrings? Is that, uh, is that the saying? Anyways, yeah, it does that. You know, obviously, as a lot of the Disney films tend to do some these days. Or, you know, all days, really. Um, but, um, yeah, so... Decent movie. I enjoyed it. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, if you like the Disney movies, and when I can't remember if it was Pixar or not, I want to say it was, but it might not have been. I always forget what which ones are Pixar and which ones are not Pixar, since you know Disney bought Pixar and it's kind of like, well, it doesn't really matter. They're all Disney films now, but yeah, it was Pixar. Pretty, yeah, I thought so. Um, but yeah, so there we go. Um, that's my number twenty-one. Um, yeah, so that will do it for today. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Come back tomorrow. We'll do, uh, part six, right? Yeah. Top 20. We get to the top 20. Part six. We'll do 20 through 11. 
Uh, should be some good movies in that. Maybe some controversial takes and stuff. Um, there's definitely more uh, Oscar-nominated films coming up. Because uh, so far I've only m- mentioned one. There's eight. I've only mentioned one. So keep that in mind in terms of the movies I actually watch. Because that's the other thing. When I get down to these lists, it's like, what movies are going to be list? It's the movies I saw. It's not the movie, all movies that I came out this year. So maybe the movies you saw, I didn't see. So they're not on my list. Or maybe I saw movies that you didn't see. So they're on my list. I don't know. We'll find out. Uh, but anyways, thank you everyone for watching. I'm watching, listening. Um, but go watch some some of my videos on uh, my YouTube channel, One Man Renegade Podcast on YouTube. But also go uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you can find it. Check out the um, the blog at razorbaited.blogspot.com and uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at One Man Renegade. Go check out the Facebook page, One Man Renegade Podcast on Facebook. And yeah. And that's going to do it for today. So come back tomorrow. We'll do 20 through 11 as we get closer and closer to that top movie of the year. At least in my opinion. I know. This is just my opinion. Hey, you know, you have your own opinions. Let me know your opinions um, and what you think of my list and what your list would be. So thank you all for listening. Stay safe. Have fun. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.